Hey there, it's Therapist Tierra, and welcome. Y'all, we've spent the past two weeks digging into trauma caused by Michelle Blair. The media referred to her as the deep freezer mom. She's the mother who abused and then murdered two of her children because they allegedly sexually abused their younger siblings. So last week, we specifically addressed trauma from the mother's perspective. You know, like when a mother is aware that their child is being abused and she opts to remain in the relationship or choose to simply not take action. It's a really informative session. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, I'd encourage you to to just take a listen to it. It's one thing to sit back and listen to this series, but it's another to say, I'm going to lay my mess aside and get some support. So when clients come to me to get assistance and picking up the pieces, they specifically want to, or the population who specifically want to address childhood sexual abuse they tend to struggle with trying to get their mother on board with the change and let me tell you this we could seriously do a whole series on that topic alone but we're not so let's take some time to chop it up in this session and maybe hopefully get some wheels moving even in your own life especially if you're one of these individuals who have fallen into that category So trauma from the perspective of the abused child is so complex, y'all. In Michelle's case, she responded in anger paired with her becoming the aggressive abuser and murderer. In others, it can look like a depressed mood with difficulty experiencing pleasure. It can also look like persistent worrying. I've even seen it look like dissociation. And child, that one, it looks like The individual is feeling as if they're disconnected from their body, frequently spacing out or being absent-minded. That individual may also go through bouts of amnesia associated with their trauma or even generally. You see, the perspective of the abused child, it also manifests in complicated relationships. That looks like difficulty trusting others or trusting too easily. The relational interaction can also look like the individual having difficulty feeling close to others or having difficulty sustaining stable relationships. Now, does this help paint the picture of what unaddressed trauma looks like for the son or daughter who was sexually abused? Does that help? So there's this 2009 movie that paints an excellent depiction of what we're trying to accomplish today. It's about an illiterate, overweight, pregnant girl by the name of Clarice Precious Jones. As a teen, she has an early toddler daughter by the name of Mongo. This daughter has Down syndrome. Clarice, also known as Precious, becomes pregnant with her second child by her biological father. You see, Precious lives with her mother, Mary. 
Mary is the type of mother that smokes cigarettes and watches television all day. She's extremely abusive towards Precious, and she's fully aware of the sexual abuse and pregnancies that Precious has had to endure at the hands of her biological father. During one of the earlier scenes in the movie, you can see the the denial go across Mary's face. Again, I need you to go back and listen to last week's perspective just to get an understanding of the abuse from Mary's perspective. Back to Precious. So Precious's abuse, y'all, is so sad because it did not have to go down that way. Mary had a choice to protect. However, she opted to hand her baby over to the predator. Okay, back to Precious. Precious had big dreams, y'all. But it was the generational toxicity within her home that hindered her growth and progress. To escape Precious's life, she would often daydream about herself in glamorous situations. You know what? That is not outside of the norm for a child who has experienced trauma, especially to this magnitude. Some children may sink away into video games, books, even perfectionism. Y'all know what? Even the great, late Dr. Maya Angelou. Did you know that even she sunk into silence? When Dr. Angelou was eight years old, she stopped speaking. Her silenced voice was caused because she thought that her voice killed a man. For almost five years, she spoke to no one but her beloved brother, Bailey. The man that she believed she had killed with her voice was her mother's boyfriend, Mr. Freeman. He had raped her. And after she testified against him in his trial, He was convicted and sentenced, but released from jail. And four days later, he was found dead, murdered, probably by Dr. Angelou's uncles, according to her memoir. You see, the trauma from even thinking that her voice had murdered a man, it had an impact on her life. It silenced her. Even though it was for a season, it was a a, a pretty big chunk of life, a pretty big chunk of time. Okay, so back to Precious again. (laughs) Y'all, she was the daughter of a mother in denial. Wrap your mind around that. To have a mother that's in denial, that means that the child's only safe place is in things that he or she has control over. Something like the mind or even food. She was using her mind as a coping skill to survive all of the trauma she had to deal with. Y'all, this is too much, too much for any child. This is too much for anyone. Okay, gotta throw this disclaimer out there, okay? And hear my heart when I say this. I need you to really wrap your mind around this. If you're a child that's being abused, especially by a family member within the home, I'd like to encourage you to tell a mandated reporter first okay probably every parent in the room is like ah but hear my heart when i say this someone like a teacher a fireman 
a social worker, a therapist, or even the child abuse hotline. That number is 1-800-422-4453. I'll say it again. 1-800-44, I'm sorry, 1-800-422-4453. I didn't mention a parent first because a lot of times when it comes to parents, people who are connected in the house, their first instinct is to do what their generational pattern has taught them to do. And what that looks like is what happens in this house stays in this house, or we can figure this out on our own, which often means protecting the predator. Yes, I get it. I understand. Uncle such and such, he's uncle such and such. He's the one that bought all the gifts. He's the one that's always looking out, but he's also a predator to a child. And and that has to be handled. That child has to be, there has to be a response that is for the welfare and the benefit of the child's mental stability, their their future, that's what matters. We're trying to break generational patterns. So contacting a mandated reporter, especially if you're a child, that's going to get action because they're not, that mandated reporter is not bound to an alliance, a familial reliance uh, based upon a generational pattern, but it's 100% for the benefit and the welfare of the child. Precious was a child, but if you're listening, And you're like, I was precious, or I could have easily been precious. I need you to hear my heart. Getting mentally healthy may look completely different than what your mother's perspective of getting healthy may have looked like. If you're an adult and you know something happened and may not even remember it in its entirety, I need you to know that there is a safe space for you to process these things. That's therapy. Okay, so I'm going to talk to a specific group of people right now. If you grew up in church and you've been told that you don't need to see a therapist because you have God, I need to release you from that single-minded perspective. God is a healer, yes. And he also uses professionals to help his children who have been hurt to solidify that healing process. I want to apologize to any years that have been lost. If you were sexually abused and in the years following, you made an attempt to seek understanding from a family member who was in denial. I need to apologize to those years that have been lost. But honey, you can reclaim that time. Okay? There will always be somebody in the corner that's in denial to tell you, shh. Because according to a person in denial, you don't need to bring anyone else into the fold. If you still have air in your lungs, I need you to find a therapist ASAP. If you're a Christian and you only want to talk to a Christian, guess what? There are Christian therapists who are licensed, some even who specialize in trauma, and they are ready to hold your hand through the journey to help you to get healthy, okay? Be encouraged. And guess what? Take action. Remember, conviction without action creates generational patterns. 
there, it's Therapist Tiara. And if you enjoyed this podcast, click subscribe and share it with one person. You can find this podcast and others by searching at Therapist Tiara on Apple and Spotify. You know what? I'm on just about any other podcast platform right now. <laughs> Let's agree to break these generational patterns together. See you soon. Bye. Thank you.